Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. All right, there are a couple of stories I want to go over here. The first one is really, really good news, and this is certainly going to start a trend, in particular, I believe, in conservative states, as it should. And then hopefully, this can just become a copy-and-paste mentality in a number of different places, uh, and again, across a number of different states. But West Virginia uh, has now introduced legislation to ban critical race theory programs throughout the entire state, not just within education programs, but within places of general employment, companies, etc. Because again, everything that we've seen with Coca-Cola now and countless other workplaces that are, are forcing this critical race theory nonsense on people, it's, it's gotten out of hand. And as we might expect, this, this began with school teachers. And that was certainly one of the places where it started. And again, it's not new. This is something that's been around for, unfortunately, a very, very long time. Certainly within the last, I'd say, 60 years plus. And uh, it's just with social media the way that it is and people listening to the radio and communicating as frequently as they are, it's clearly just been brought to the forefront now. And uh, it can't hide anymore. So it's illegal. I mean, I, I, I just don't, I, I don't even know why we have to make legislation to make something that's clearly an abomination and something that is clearly discriminatory illegal again, because discrimination is against the law. But it just shows you what these companies and, and even what some schools actually think about their employees and, and think about the people that they influence, for example, students within school environments. So I'm going to read a part of this uh, legislation here, and it's titled House Bill 2595. And toward the bottom here, just once we get past the legalese, we get into the definition, it says, quote, It shall be the policy of the state of West Virginia not to promote race or sex stereotyping or scapegoating in the workforce and not to allow grant funds to be used for these purposes. In addition, state contractors will be permitted to inculcate such views in their employees. And it continues by saying, for the purposes of, the, of definition, the phrase, diverse concepts, means the concepts that one race or sex is inherently superior to another race or sex. I'm going to stop right there. See, again, the simple fact that this is having to be restated is, is an abomination. It's ridiculous. People should already know this, and this should already, um, and this is already on the books. But doing it again, I mean, I, I guess, but it, people should just enforce the laws that are already exist in the first place. Anyway, it continues. It says the United States is fundamentally or that the fun United States is fundamentally racist or sexist, an individual by virtue of his or her race or sex is inherently racist, sexist, and opp or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously. So again, this is all the this is all the stuff that they're getting rid of, which again is great. Um, it continues, quote, an individual should be discriminated against or receive adverse treatment solely or partially because of his or her own race. Members of one race or sex cannot and should not attempt to treat others without respect to race or sex. Point six, an individual's moral character is necessarily determined by his or her race. Point seven, 
An individual by virtue of his or her own race or sex bears responsibility for actions committed in the past by other members of the same race or sex. Point eight, an individual should fear discomfort, guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress on account of his or her own race or sex. Point nine, mediocrity or traits such as a hard work ethic are racist or sexist or were created by a particular race to oppress to oppress another race. The term divisive concepts also includes any other form of race or sex stereotyping for any other form of race or sex scapegoating. And then section B says race or sex stereotyping, quote unquote, means ascribing character traits, values, morals, and ethical codes, privileges, statuses, or beliefs to a race or sex, or to an individual because of his or her own race or sex. And then point C states, race or sex scapegoating means assigning fault, blame, or bias to a race or sex, or to members of a race or sex because of their race or sex. It similarly encompasses any claim that consciously or unconsciously and by virtue of his or her own race or sex, uh, members of any race are inherently racist or are inherently inclined to oppress others, or that members of a sex are inherently sexist or inclined to oppress others. <laughs> Unquote. See, the funny part uh, is the, is this. The funny part is that, unfortunately, they have to, I mean, think of the time-wasting here. The time wasting in it in itself is is outrageous, but they're having to use critical race theory definitions and then put quotes around them and then define what they are and then of course say you can't do this. This is now you know we're proposing that this is illegal. You can't do this. Everything that I just read here that's in that in their bill is already illegal because it's called discrimination. It just so happens that it's typically against whites. So, again, it it defies logic. It just defies logic. But then there's a section here, too, uh, which has to do specifically with education, which is Chapter 18 of their legislation. And it says, uh, it's titled, Article 2, State Board of Education Curriculum Promoting, quote-unquote, diversive, divisive, sorry, I can, I can read, uh, <laughs> divisive acts prohibited. It says, quote, it shall be the policy of the State Board of Education of West Virginia not to promote race or sex stereotyping or scapegoating in schools and not to allow schools to use curriculum that promotes divisive acts. For the purposes of this definition, the phrase divisive concepts means, again, I just I read all of them already. So, I mean, there you have it. They're basically saying, look, if you have a place of any employment school, business, or otherwise, you can't do this. And again, it defies logic as to why we're having to write laws on top of laws that already exist, but at least uh, at least this is hopefully putting this to rest and putting this Marxist critical race theory garbage to rest. It may or may not, but we'll see. The second story, and it's the uh, last one here I wanted to bring up, had specifically to do with a group of superintendents uh, in New York City who decided to pose for a picture crossing their arms 
which apparently signifies some fictional Black Panther character in Marvel Comics for a fictional place called Wakanda. And uh, I don't know. it. The whole thing is stupid to me. I don't get it. Um, but I've spoken about this in the past, and actually what's happened is is a couple of superintendents refused to participate in this group photograph where they were all crossing their arms in front of their chests. And uh, they were retaliated against because of their race and ethnicity, because they wouldn't participate in this group photo. These, these superintendents who are suing, and they're doing so, I might add, for $150 million, um, they have a case here. Again, I'm not a lawyer. I like to play one sometimes. I like to pretend. But this is, this is massive because, again, it's discrimination. And discrimination is against the law. And what's sad, again, is that the people doing the discriminating are actually minorities, and they're doing it against other minorities, and they're doing it against whites and countless other people. So these aren't, these aren't white superintendents in New York City uh, retaliating against these individuals because they won't participate in the same political posturing that they're participating in. These are, uh, you know, these are black Americans going after other black Americans, going after Jewish Americans, Mexican Americans, whatever. It's it's pretty awful. But I've again, I've spoken about this specifically in the past when I referenced uh, a building that I worked in where they, and this is well, it, this is around the time when uh, a documentary came out called "Waiting for Superman," and it was highlighting the. Uh, unprofessional nature and basically the corrupt breakdown of K-12 school systems, in particular within larger cities that have massive teachers' unions. And so one particular day, and again, I wasn't working there at the time when this happened, thank God, I wouldn't have participated, but everybody showed up to their mailbox that morning and received an email. And in everybody's mailbox was a, was a blue t-shirt with a red Superman S on the front, and it said, Something like, waiting for Superman, question mark, I'm right here, exclamation point. And then all the teachers were told in the email to wear the shirt on a Friday or whatever day of the week it was, and then take a group photo, political posturing again, and then it would find its way into the newspaper or it would find its way into you know, some other place or whatever. That kind of stuff is not why schools should exist. That is not the point. It's not about political posturing. It's not about taking time out of the day to waste a teacher's time and instructional time or planning time or time when they could be mentoring or tutoring students just so that an administrator can, uh, can, can try to look knowledgeable in an otherwise uncontrollable situation where they don't have any influence whatsoever. And that happens all of the time in countless schools. It tends to not happen in private schools, thank God, um, and it tends to not happen in religious schools, thank God. And it usually, and, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen in charter schools, but then sometimes it does too. So it's just unprofessional. If, I mean, it's uh, it's a catch twenty two kind of deal. There's no doubt about it. Um, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, kind of thing. You get caught up into it, and you don't want to participate. You end up looking like you're going along with the crowd, even if the crowd is all shooting themselves in the foot. 
If you don't participate, well, then you're the one that's standing out like a sore thumb for not participating, regardless of how logic the actual activity is, or illogical that the activity is. So my recommendation has always been the same, and it will continue to be the same. Stay away from political posturing. Stay away from these group photographs where everybody's wearing the same t-shirt or holding up the same sign or whatever it may be. That's not why you become a school teacher. And unfortunately, the most ineffective teacher education programs are the ones that are teaching their students who want to be teachers to do those very things. They are the ones who are teaching them to be activists and be political activists instead of teaching their their students reading, writing, and arithmetic. Critical thinking, investigation, literacy, etc. They're not they're not doing that and they're not focused on that. They're focused on the group activities, the political posturing, the picture taking, the the sign waving, uh, you know, w- whatever it may be, but it's really really problematic. And in an instant, I mean in the blink of an eye, these schools promote themselves or I should say expose themselves in such a negative light in in the national news and in the national media. Again, there may have been a time when they would have gotten away with it in the past, but not with the way that the media is set up now, not with the way that independent media has taken off and alternative media has taken off and independent investigations have taken off. There's just no chance. They're not going to get away with it now. So any administrator, again, who is even thinking about doing things like this, they're not running that through their mind and considering the consequences because the consequences are national embarrassment, and that can cost someone their job, and it does every single day. There's one more angle, too, which I think is an interesting one, is that sometimes school districts will in in particular administrators will insist that their teachers basically dress like NASCAR drivers and that if there's a a group or a company or a business that is working with the school district whether it be uh, something regarding technology or a book that's been implemented or whatever it may be that they be given t-shirts that have that company name on it and then all of the teachers walk around the building all wearing the same t-shirt with that company name on it. Again, school teachers in America are not NASCAR drivers, and they're not supposed to have advertisements all over them as they're teaching school. You dress professionally, um, and, and that's it. And then you teach your subject. But when teachers start to be used... In, in such an abuse, I, th- I just think it's an abusive, uh, an abusive tactic. It's clearly a control mechanism. Uh, it's clearly, clearly a, a power dynamic that's being used where, again, we've seen it with a mask wearing, which I've gone into a million times, but when you're telling somebody what to wear, whether it be on their face or an article of clothing, and the article of clothing actually has nothing to do with the subject matter for which one is teaching or the real purpose as to why they are there. And they say, well, we got you this t-shirt. It's this color. I don't care if you don't like that color or not, but it has a message on it and I got it for everybody and we all want you to wear it. I just don't think that's appropriate. 
again, it, 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 it simply divides and just destroys the, well, yeah, just destroys the very reason for which teachers are really supposed to be there and why students are there as well. So again, my recommendation is not one of activism by any stretch of the imagination. It's not. It's just don't do it. If you're an administrator, don't participate in that kind of, a, of an activity. If you're a school teacher, don't participate in it. It's just become the definition of losing the plot. This is kind of what happens. And again, it's a bullying tactic. And I mean, that, that should be brought up as well. There are countless administrators that will do such a thing in order to bully the masses. Because if they can say, well, look, I got them all to wear, to wear the exact same thing on the exact same day at the exact same time. Like I said earlier, it's a control mechanism and it's a bullying tactic as well. And I've seen that firsthand and it's absolutely awful. So there you go. I just, I don't recommend participating in it. It's not why one becomes a school teacher. It's not one, it's not why one should become a school teacher. It's just not the point. Teachers are not advertisements. They're not billboards. They're supposed to be school teachers. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Don't forget to check out AmericanEducationFM.com, where you can make a small donation or even email us and be a guest on the podcast. Until next time, never stop learning, never stop reading, and never stop unlearning. Thanks for listening, and God bless.